Peace, power, and prosperity, family. This is Amir, the Chicago crypto hustler, Bitcoin block bully. Coming to you once again with an early rising show of coffee and crypto in the AM. Um, you already know what it is. Live via Facebook, New Money Matrix podcast. Um, before we start the day off, before we start the day off, what we're going to do is um, give a moment of silence uh, for my mother. Um, you know, quick, quick, quick 44 seconds. Starting right now. Alright, I thank you all for joining me <clears throat> in that moment of silence. Thank you all for joining me in that moment of silence. Now it's time to get to it. Let's see what the crypto market has been doing. I know y'all seen that nice little explosion that we had at the beginning of April. I know it was something um, beautiful. Um, let me know, has anybody been out there utilizing the leverage um, on any exchanges and gaining any type of extra profits on the longs or even on the shorts? Because as things go up, you already know that they also come back down. Am I correct? Um, let me see. Before we get off into the story, actually, let me share this out with a couple of groups. Let me share this out with a couple of groups. Like I said, family, if you can, also assist me and help me share this video out. Help me share this video out. Um, where are we? Let me find my video real quick. Share this out. Knock this out to a couple of people. There we go, right there. Oh, shit, we already got a couple of shares. Thank everybody that shared it out. I see you do. I, I do see I have uh, about six shares. So um, I thank everybody. I thank everybody for sharing. Let me go ahead and get this shared out real quick so we can go ahead and take off. <clears throat> public, public. And I'm just hitting the public uh, groups. That's it. Just groups that are public. The sad thing about it is that, <clears throat> in all honesty, a lot of these groups aren't even active anymore. Like, it seems like once that real, real hype over Bitcoin when it was $20,000 left, people quit talking about it. I'm like, man, y'all plum ass crazy. Like, you don't even know. Like, this is one of the most life-changing events to happen that's going to happen in our lifetime. One of them. Not, not the only one. There's going to be a lot of life-changing events that... uh transpire within our life but as far as when we talk about monetary finances economics this right here one of the 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 most life-changing um i mean look at it currency has been changed by an anonymous person really sit back and think about that family the whole monetary system as we know it right has been changed by one individual who goes by the supposed name, or no, goes by the name, whether it's an individual, but remember, an individual could be a corporation, partnership, association. Remember that. So the individual um, goes by the name of Satoshi Nakamoto. And just me having that simple understanding of one being a legal fiction or entity even gives more credence to that. It could be Satoshi Nakamoto, but Satoshi Nakamoto could be the corporate name or the name for an institution or a group of many. You know what I mean? So... Um, you know, 
what we're seeing right now is a transfer, not only of the old system into a new system, a transfer of wealth is also going on right now from analog being using cash, physical fiat dollars, moving over to digital being everything is going to be done via swipe, tap, uh, insert, you know what I mean? It's not going to be too much of this back and forth with the American dollar. If, or not even the American dollar, not, not even an American dollar, let me not say that. It's not going to be too much back and forth with fiat currency, you know what I mean? Um... I don't know if anybody's seen this picture. Let me see if I can find this picture on Brother Joshua Coleman's page. I love this picture because it gives a real depiction of what could be. Now, will this be in our lifetime? You never know. You never know. With, with, with the advancement of just life in general, I mean, we are, everybody knows that life is, or time is going at an accelerated rate right now. Like things are, are what should I say? Um, advancing, and I'm talking about light speed right now. So, what we think is so many thousands or hundreds or 50, 60 years away really ain't that, you know what I mean? In all actuality, <clears throat> we really got to sit back and think like, even though it did take from, remember, remember, think about this everything that we have right now that we're showing you on the Jetsons. Cartoon for those that remember the Jetsons, those that, those that are old enough. Now, mind you, the Jetsons cartoon was copywritten in, I believe, 1965. So in 1965, they were showing you such things as um, uh, FaceTime, uh, artificial intelligence, um, hovering uh, vehicles. You know what I mean? You got to really sit back and think about that. So it's like, okay, did this thing completely come out of the mind of the artist that created the Jetsons? Or was there some sort of technology that was already around that they had to implant subliminally into the mind of those that were going to be old enough to use it for those that were watching the cartoons at the time so that it wouldn't be a shock to our minds once they came out with it? You know what I mean? And those are just my personal opinions as far as um, the advancement of technology and, you know, how they uh, subliminally get you interested, ready, whatever the case may be, whatever the term you want to use, for anything that they're going to introduce that um, is new. You know what I mean? Uh, man, where is this picture from Brother Coleman? He got a picture uh, out there in Venezuela. I'm talking about the money all over the ground. I want to find this picture from him. But that's why I tell people that I want everyone to have a simple understanding of what money is before they get into crypto. Because if you don't understand money, you're not really going to understand crypto. Not meaning that you won't be successful with cryptocurrency as far as buying and selling it and, you know, reaping the, uh, the fiat reward for it as far as, you know, you want to sell it all off, off of fiat. But when you look into the technology of many of these cryptocurrencies and what they have to actually offer you, it's quite amazing. That's why I tell people to really jump into the space. You know what I mean? That's why I tell people you really, 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 really want to jump into the space and not just look at this thing as, as quote-unquote, um, a trading opportunity or a chance to enhance one. You can enhance one's wealth and not enhance one's uh, fiat count. So let me show you this right here. This is the picture I was speaking about, uh, Brother Coleman shared not too long ago. Let me bring this in. So anybody that wants dollars, like, there's dollars everywhere. Well, there are bills everywhere. Let me say that. There are bills everywhere. I mean, they're for the taking. Go, you know, stack them up, flash them. You know what I'm saying? Get fancy with it. Well, that shit is worthless right now over there. How this happened? Overinflation.
Look, somebody said, what is that on the money? What what all that is that money on the ground? I need that money because I'm broke. And you're going to stay broke because these are debt notes, not actually money. We got to understand and overstand intricate value. We got to understand value over, um, what did I used to say? Value over something, man. I used to have a term that, that, that lets you know that you want to look at the actual value over the spending value or something. Um, just for instance, if you find a penny, right? Hold on. Let me show y'all something real quick. Just to tweak your mind and make you think a little bit different. Um, here we go. A pre-1982 copper penny contains 2.95 grams of copper, and there are 453 grams in a pound. The price of copper in December 2018 was $2.76 a pound, which makes the value of copper in each penny worth about 1.8 cents. Thus, the meltdown value is about 80% more than the face value. So what you're looking at when you find pennies that are pre-1982, right? Pay attention to this, family. I want you all to understand and understand something. When you find pennies that are pre-1982, what you are finding is something that has a spending value in the store of only a penny but has an actual value of 1.8 of a penny. You draw what I'm saying? So if we got 1.8 of a penny and we find 100 pennies, that is actually worth, what, $1.80 if I'm not mistaken? Um... Move the decimal point over. Right, so it would be a dollar eighty versus you having one dollar. You actually have a dollar eighty worth of value in pennies. You draw what I'm saying? So one would look at it like, oh, them just some pennies, like but shit. But what shit? These are just pennies. These pennies have more of a value than the actual um, value that they are constituted to have. You understand what I mean? And when you look at other currencies like that, you're not like you're not going to get that out of a dollar bill, out of a fifty dollar bill, out of a one hundred dollar bill. It's never going to be worth more than exactly what it's worth. You 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 get what I'm saying? So it's just I want people to have a simple comprehension of what money really, 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 really is. But let's go ahead and move on. Let's get get over to the stories. Um, the game is on for Bitcoin. Of course, the first story that I'm bringing you um comes from Forbes. Second story comes from Forbes. They're dropping them quick today. I got a couple of stories, and then we're going to get straight into the countdown. Um, the first story is the game is on for Bitcoin, Ethereum, Ripple, and Litecoin. Now, I did, let me see, let me see what we're trading at right now. Let me see if we picked up, um, let's see. I want to see what we're looking at right now as far as our coin signals uh, for Bitcoin. Uh, what did I post? Bitcoin, Ethereum, and EOS, the three that you can 3x leverage on, uh, on, um, On uh, Dragon X. Man, why is this thing not working? Hold on. Talking about 404 not found. Hmm. Let's look at it versus the dollar. Hmm. For some reason, uh, coin signals ain't working. Let's look at the top. T um, here we go. Come over here and look at the top 10 coins. What we're looking at right now is multi-charts, multi-coincharts.com for anybody that is interested in looking at an array of different tokens at one time and being able to track them. Now, you can come in here and put your own settings in also as far as the coins that you want to pop up uh, whenever you uh, come to the website. So, this is one such uh, platform that I use, and you'll see exactly why in a second. So, I got Bitcoin, I got Ripple, I got Ethereum, I got Bitcoin Cash, um, Ethereum still going. 
I did put a, a, a 3X long on Ethereum also. I don't know if anybody else did. Uh, EOS with a bit of a pullback. <clears throat> I got Stella Lumens, Litecoin, uh, Bitcoin Cash. Why do I got two Bitcoin Cashes? Bitcoin Cash, AB. Okay, this is Bitcoin SV. Um, that was ABC, Tron, and then ADA. So this way I can take a look and keep track of all the tokens that I'm, I'm, I'm currently looking at. Now, when I posted, what, what was it? Bitcoin was trading at 5062 I believe, if I'm not mistaken. If I'm not mistaken, Bitcoin was trading at 5062 Let's see. And this is my uh, Instagram page for those that are interested. Let me see, where was Bitcoin? 5167 on this. Okay, it was 5167 on coin signals. Let's see. Let's dive in. Look at 15 minutes. There we go. Real nice. Very, 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 very nice. Double tweeze at the bottom. For those that um, were part of the um, chart reading class, y'all already know how to identify exactly what we're looking at right here. You see right here? Double tweeze at the bottom, which gave us what? What I tell y'all that that gives you when you see that right there, it, 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 it can tend to give you a bullish reaction. So basically what you seen was an amount of profit dumped off, meaning the amount of sell-off came, and then the bulls came and ate that sell-off right back up, meaning they bought everything that everyone sold right back up, and then we continued buying, which we're um, doing currently right now. We're continuing to buy. So... Let's, uh, what's that, a five minutes? Look at, look at Ripple on a five minute. Same thing, double tweeze the bottom. Clean and clear right here. Actually exceeded. Not even just a double tweeze the bottom. You also have an engulfing candlestick. Let's look at the five minute over here. Same exact thing. Double tweeze the bottom on Ethereum. Look at that. Engulfing also. Let's see if we got the same thing all across the board. Yes, we do. Double tweeze the bottom. <laughs> when you start to recognize it, it's like, okay, I know what I'm looking at now. You know what I mean? Uh, let's look at EOS. Same play all across the board, family. Now, is this market manipulation? Stellar doesn't really have a double tweeze at the bottom, though. We do have a nice, um, nice reaction to the pullback. Now, are we going to withstand? Are we going to withhold these uh, gains that we're starting to get right now? Let's look. Same thing. Very nice. Bitcoin SV kind of choppy. Let's see. Tron. Tron with a nice reaction. And we got Cardano with a nice reaction. Now, anybody could have came and placed entry levels on any one of these tokens. Um, once seeing that reaction and then breaking, actually, this previous level of resistance right here. You see this right here? Let me see. Why won't it let me? For some reason, it won't allow me to place. Let me see. And, yeah, see, we're still going. But once it broke this level of resistance right here, you could have uh, ended on the breakout. Same thing over here. You came up, you topped, you tested, you broke. Now, with Bitcoin SV, what you're seeing is an attempt to break that higher level of resistance right now. It hasn't done it, though. So what, you, what I would be looking for on Bitcoin SV is a break. Right here, what's that, $82? Uh, around $82, $82.35, I would be looking for a break. Of that resistance level, um, what are we looking at right here on Litecoin? Litecoin did break the resistance level at $87. What was that? $87.03. Right now, we're coming up and testing $87.80. We're at $87.78 right now. What's that? $88.40. 
If we can come and top, what is this right here? If we can come and top, I'm gonna say 90 bucks on the, on the retracement side with 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 Litecoin. Meaning cracking this right here. If we can crack this level right here, resistance to the upside, Litecoin could be in. Uh, let me see if we crack. What could I run up? Be 93. I see that's triple top about $95. So from 90 to $95. So if we break, okay, so this is it. If you break this resistance level right here, look at that. One, two, three touch points. If you could break this, you could see a nice run up to about 94, 95 bucks. That's on Litecoin versus USDT on Binance. So um, let me see what are we looking at here. EO, same thing. Look, we came up. Look where we look where we got smacked at. Hit our head, broke back down. Got to break this level right here. Um, if we break, what's that? Five thirty-seven. You're gonna have another level of resistance at around five forty-one, five forty-two. See if we can break that and continue. What are we looking at on XLM on Stellar Lumens? Hmm. Stellar Lumens did break. We did. Stellar Lumens broke broke the uh, lower level of uh, resistance. Now we're getting stopped out once again. But continuing on with uh, bullish momentum, as you can see, the green candlestick forming on Stellar. Bitcoin Cash, ABC, same thing. Broke these lower levels of resistance very nicely. And continuing with the rally. Ethereum, what is Ethereum doing? Now, look what happened with Ethereum. Just how you had a double tweezer bottom, you also have a double tweezer top. So we came up. We broke this level. What did we get stopped out right here? What's that, 177.21? Got stopped out by this. Where we had the support right here, that turns into our resistance on the way back up. That turned into our resistance on the way back up. Broke us down, but we're still continuing. Broke down. Bulls are coming back in to pick us up. Not allowing us to break. What's that? 176.02. This is a five-minute chart that I'm looking at. Keep in mind. What we're looking at over here for Ripple. You see what's, what's happening with Ripple? Look, rejection. Ripple's getting rejected by the lower level of uh, support, which is, turns into resistance now. So you're going to have to crack that. Um, 35.03. 3582. Hmm. I don't know why this thing don't show, uh, take a look at Ripple and see what it's doing. See what type of opportunities we got. And family, while I'm doing this, I can't see any comments, any questions. I'm going to come over there in one second. Just give me one second. I'm going to come over there and uh, check out any comments or questions we may have. Let's see. XRP. What are we looking for? XRP. Um, Let's see. Let's look at it versus... Tether on Binance. 
<laughs> you see what my level of uh where I had a level of support at already, the two three six. And this is just me using the fib on a five minute chart, seeing what type of retracement we have back to the upside. Remember your normal levels of retracement are between three eight two and the six one eight. That's what you're usually looking for. Uh, let me extend these real quick. There we go. So what we're looking for is our first test at 35.416. 35.416. Right now we're trading at 35.217. Uh, for those who want to follow me on TradingView also, I remember one of the brothers was asking me what my name was on TradingView. Um, what is it? Crypto Ghost? Uh, let me see. Chat. If I go to the chat. Yeah, Crypto Ghost. Ah, Crypto Ghost 638. There it is. This is my name on TradingView for anybody that wants to follow me. And we can chat back and forth. Um, this is what I was showing one of my partners yesterday, actually. Um, what this is is Bitcoin inverted or flipped upside down. For those that have been watching me for a while, y'all can probably remember when I made this chart. And I placed my levels of support and resistance here. Now, this is before any of this made it here, though. When I first made this upside down chart, this was probably around November, maybe. Maybe November. And these, this is the point where I was looking for us to come down and hit, and we hit it perfectly, and then reversed. Like, all this right here was premature. This was pre-premeditated. Premeditated charting right here. For anybody that's been watching me, y'all can remember when I made this. So, like I said, all I simply did, and you can do this with anything, and it actually helps you really look at the outcome of a, of a currency in a totally different format. So, if we're looking at Ripple, right, and you're not sure, let me clear this up. You're not sure what Ripple may do. Right. You come look at it like this. There we go. So now what you're looking at is ripple upside down so that you can see like, okay, man, am I looking for an uptrend or a downtrend? But since it's upside down, what you would be looking for is an uptrend if you're looking for a downtrend. You draw what I'm saying? Maybe not. Maybe I'm confusing y'all. I'm going to get up off this and get back to the stories, though. But, uh, yeah, there's a million ways you can use this stuff, family. Let me get back to the stories. Anyways, leading off our first story. I hope I didn't confuse anybody with that. Uh, leading off our first story. Let me see. Once again, coming from Forbes entitled, The Game is On for Bitcoin, Ethereum, Ripple, and Litecoin. Let me see who I got checking in with me right now. Grand Rising, everybody. How we doing out there? How we doing out there? Peace, 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 peace. Uh, KBC, uh, I, I use HitBTC. I use uh, HitBTC. That's the only real money in the U.S. Dragon X. One penny equals one Satoshi soon. Do you find? <laughs> yep. Uh, hey, definitely. I'm going to tell you something too, Brother Perry. Um, understanding Satoshi's has given me a new profound and respect for the penny because I understand the Satoshi and what it takes to make a Bitcoin. I now understand the penny and that you can't get a dollar without the penny. So pennies would be looked at as meaningless change that you could throw out the ashtray. You know what I'm saying? When you're driving back, dump it out, whatever the case may be, because it's just chunk change. At the end of the day, you're actually giving away actual wealth. Think about it like this. When we look at the tangibility of a penny versus a dollar, if your house was to catch fire, remember, copper melts at a certain, um, at a certain, um, ah, what's the word I'm looking for? Certain degrees. 
So what 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 do you think in a flash fire or a quick fire would sustain more? Um, $1,000 in $100 bills or $1,000 in pennies, quarters, and nickels and dimes. You understand what I mean? Look at the tangibility of the currency that you're utilizing and understand what really has value. There are quarters out there that are silver pieces. Nickels out there. I mean, get you a pre, what is it, a 1942 pre-war uh, um, pre buffalo nickel. Um, anything can be found anywhere, family. I'm telling you, once you really understand, comprehend what money and what value really is, you'll be looking at all this shit totally different. It's not going to have, like, dollars, like a stack, of, a stack of dollar bills is not going to have the same effect on you as it would prior to you understanding that it's just a debt note. Um, anyways, investors, traders, and speculators are jumping into the Bitcoin and cryptocurrency markets again. Sending prices soaring across the board. Remember, family, this is why I go over these stories right here, too. Remember who these people are talking to right here. Remember their fan base of Forbes and who was checking in with Forbes. Remember who they're telling. Think about the net worth of the individuals that come and check out Forbes every day. And them telling them something that they follow almost religiously. Let me see. How many people have seen this uh, Reddit article? April 7th. 12 views. Hmm. That doesn't seem right, does it? At 420. Something, hmm, I don't seem to right. But it goes on to say, over the last seven days, think about this, family, seven days. Think about how long it takes stocks to gain the same amount. In fact, let's take a look at something real quick. Let's take a look at, hmm, let's take a look at Nike. Take a look at Nike on the weekly, no, on the monthly. So let's see. Pretty nice gains out of Nike, right? Pretty nice gains. Nike really took off. Damn. That's 2014. Let's look at the weekly. What is this right here? This is from December 2018. This is September. Damn, Nike really did a number. I ain't going to lie. Nike really shot. That's 2012. Okay, I don't want to go back that far. Let's go back maybe, what's this, 2017? That's cool. Let's look at 2017 and see what type of returns Nike gave us. Now, remember, unlike cryptocurrency, you had to have had enough money to buy a whole share of Nike at the time. So you have to have $50 to buy just one share of Nike at the time. So one share of Nike at 50 bucks, right? That's 68%. That's... Right now, you're looking at 67% gains. Not bad. Not bad. It's from 2017 to 2019. That's from 2017. Wait, hold on. What? So it took you roughly almost, what, two years almost? A year and a half? No, three years. 16, 17, 18, 19. Let's, let's bring this in, in perspective real quick. Because I want to show you the difference in stock trading and in cryptocurrency trading. Because crypto is pretty much like uh, stocks on steroids. When you really, really sit back and look at it, at the amount of gains you're able to uh, pull out. So that's just from December. So let's just look at it like that. From the beginning of the year up until now, the highest we've gotten is 33%. And right now you're sitting at a gain of... What's that? 27% gains, right? And that is from December 10th leading up to now. Now, when we look at what Bitcoin or cryptocurrency is giving us, 
Over the last seven days, Bitcoin's given 25%, Ethereum 18%, Ripple 16%, and Litecoin 53%. All in seven, seven days for 53% returns. Seven days. Let's look at another um, famous stock. Um, hmm. In fact, let's look at gold. Let's look at gold to see what gold has done. This is 2016. 2015, right? From 2015 lows up until now, gold's giving you back 21%. Even at its height, gold's only giving you back 29% gains. Now, a lot of individuals, I think, really get gold misconstrued as something that's going to bring back a lot of value. Now, though it is the only deemed uh, constitutional money or the only thing of intrinsic value, it does not fluctuate highly like one would think as far as a return on your money or monies, depending on what um, currency you're speaking on. So what I'm saying is when you look at gold, gold is a store of value, meaning you want to store your value at a pretty set but on a you know nice little incline rate, but nothing that's wild like Bitcoin. Two totally different things. Even though they're saying Bitcoin is digital gold, the fluctuation and the volatility of them are two totally different things. You see what I'm saying? So from 2015 up to 2019, gold's only giving you about 30% return. 30% returns. Now, you could have played this. Let me see. That would have been 30, 30%. Um, you know, you could have sold. Let's just say you wouldn't have been able to catch the tops, right? You could have sold. Played it again. Another 20%. That's 50%, right? Let's just say you're selling, all, buying all the bottoms and selling all the tops. That's 50. We'll say that's 10. That's 60%, right? But look how much work you had to do. That's 60%, and then we'll say another 15%. So that's 75, roughly 75% with over the, la over the last, what, four years, you, you probably could have snatched up around 75%. You know what I mean? 75, we'll say 80% gains out of gold per dollar, but <laughs> gold is how much, right? Now, when you look at cryptocurrency and the amount of advantages that you've been able to have over the past couple of months, man, I've seen coins personally. Let's see. Um, who's doing pretty good right now? Let's look at QKC. QKC right now. What is QKC giving us? Let me see. QKC is giving us 30% gains in 37 days. And it's coming right back down, retesting those two. Now, for anyone that watches, y'all know this, these charts pretty much stay the same. Look when we came back down and tested. Very nice support. Very nice support. Remember, we're always looking at this lower level of support right here, this trend line right here that be testable. Meaning if it breaks this, it can come down, retest, and then bounce back up, as we've seen it happen here. So always keep your eyes on that. Always keep your eyes on that. But overall, I mean, man, QKC was doing, let me see, what did QKC give us? From September 2018 up until, I'm not even going to do the whole hype, up until November. September, October, November, QKC gave us 203%. Wild, wild gains, right? 203% in a 76-day period. 
you're not really going to see that in the stock world like that. You know what I mean? So, uh, moving right along. Let me see. What are we looking at here? This is table one, seven-day price change for major cryptocurrencies, coin market cap. You may also like table number two, number of cryptocurrencies that advance or decline in the top 100. Um, six advanced, 94 decline. And that's because every, as everything goes into the major coins, a lot of the uh, altcoins uh, see a bit of a uh, pullback. The recent Bitcoin rally has left, has, left, uh, has left left stocks, bonds, and the yellow metal and the dust so far in the 2019 chart. And what they're showing you is Bitcoin as it relates to other commodities or other available assets. Uh, what could explain the rally? Several factors. One of them is the renewed interest by big money. The recent surge in Bitcoin has been sparked by a large buy order, rumored to be around $100 million to send Bitcoin straight through technical resistance. Uh, at 4,235 that had been in place since the start of December 2018, says Nicholas Cawley from the Daily FX team. So what they're saying right now is somebody came and purchased $100 million worth of Bitcoin. Come on, family. What the fuck do we think is going on out here? Pardon my language, but come on, let's be serious here. How many times have we seen big-ass orders come through? Oh, somebody just purchased $20 million worth of Bitcoin, and we're like, oh, okay, twiddling our thumbs. Oh, it's going to come down. We ain't worried about it. Like, y'all, man, crazy. Um, the lack of volatility in Bitcoin over the last few weeks has kept prices in check, and low-volume markets are always more susceptible to sharp moves more than liquid markets. Um, Kieran, hmm, Mr. Bensonoff, a technical advisor, agrees the surge was obviously fueled by a very large order in the tens of millions of dollars, says ben Bensonoff. This is another sign that institutional players are coming into the market. Then there's the prospect of lower interest rates, which turns risk on again for all sorts of speculative investments. And there are the market technicals. Market volumes are up three to four times normal turnover. Exact, uh, exact, uh, exact, uh, hmm. Pushing the sharp rally, observes Carly. In addition to the clean break of resistance, the move also broke through the 200-day moving average around 4,650 with ease, enabling the rally to continue. Remember, you want to use those moving averages as supporting resistance levels, family. Let's go back and take a look real quick. Let me put on my, uh, let me see. Let's find something. Let's, let's, look at, let's take a look at Nexus. Versus Bitcoin. Coming back down to those same lows once again. Let me see. We can take a look at Nexo, in fact. And what I'm going to do with Nexo is I'm going to turn on my uh, moving averages. In fact, where are my favorites? Here we go. Ah, okay. I know what's going on. Let me see. There we go. We already got them all. Boom. So what I've just done is activated my moving averages now to show you the 200-day moving averages, as you can see, indicated by this purple line. So I got the 7, the 14, the 21, the 55, the 100, and the 200-day moving averages. As you can see, what happened was the 700, excuse me, the 7-day moving average crossed over the 14 and the 21. For those that are into any type of holistics, I use the color coding of the chakras within the body. So you got the sacral, no, excuse me, you got the root, the sacral, the solar plex, the throat, the third eye, and the crown chakra. What happened was the root chakra crossed over, crossed over the sacral or in the solar plex um, chakra, and what, let me see, 
When you see that happen, you want really want to start paying attention to it as to an asset, especially when you're looking at a day chart. Now, what you'll see as you break this down is you'll see crossovers on many different time frames. But the larger the time frame, the more ruling the decision is in that time frame. So the the they got a saying, what is it? Um, when in doubt, zoom on now. So if you're not too sure of anything, you want to use a large time frame and give it a little bit of space so you can really see what's going on with the asset. So as we can see right here, let me move this out of our way. We can see the Nexo. For the most part, right, let's come down here, is in a bit of an uptrend, right? And then we come down and we look at our MACD, we got a little bit of positive momentum coming in. Um, we got our RSI smacking at 50% right now, which it could either use for support or resistance, right? But you see, you got that rejection of that 200-day moving average. Now, we were able to broke, break it momentarily, but then you should have already entered down here when you had that first crossover. And, I mean, if not even that crossover, at least enter once you cross over that 55-day moving average. You know what I mean? And then don't look for another cross until you really see that big. If you cross the 50 and the 100 or 200-day moving average, then safe bet will be to exit a position once that seven-day moving average crosses back over that 200-day moving average. So let's say we entered here, we exit, hold on, where is it at? We enter here, and we exit here. You know, nice little 20%, give or take, if you catch it late, maybe 15, 10%, but that's still good within the 28-day period, am I correct? So moving right along, um, they go to say that, what were they saying? How far would a rally go? Will Bitcoin ever reach the $20,000 mark again? Well, it's going to exceed that. Crazy. It all depends on whether regulations will approve financial instruments that allow for broad investor participation in the cryptocurrency markets. Now, family, I'm glad that they touched on this. I often talk about financial instruments. And what do you do with an instrument? You use it, right? You got to really start studying financial instruments. Because what they're trying to do is create new paradigms within the commercial world, within the financial world, within the economic world. And oddly enough, this is being done by other individuals, not just people that are in positions of power. People that are coming up with their own um, platforms, programs, dApps, are creating a whole new paradigm that the new world, no, excuse me, the old world is going to have to adhere to. So when we look at such things as collateralized debt positions, right? When you first research what a collateralized debt position is, the first thing that's going to pop up is what is known in the old financial world as a collateralized debt obligation, which is an obligation is a type of structured asset-backed security. The CDO is slicing the branches which catch the cash flow of interest and principal payments and sequence based on seniority. So what a collateralized debt obligation is, is whenever you go to get a loan or anything like that, not whenever, but when you get a loan, what individuals are able to do with that loan is package it up, turn it into a financial instrument and then sell it to somebody that is either betting on you reneging on that loan. In fact, let me see if I can get a, a nice explanation. Here we go. So we have a collateralized debt obligation, right? Let me see. A collateralized debt obligation is named for the pooled assets, such as mortgages, your bonds, and your loans, that are essentially debt obligations, right, that serve as collateral for the CDO. So look, your, your car loan, right, your credit card payments, your house mortgage. People package that up and sell that shit, man. <laughs> as, look, I'm going to use this as collateral. I, look, 
you owe me money. So what you owe me, I'm going to use as collateral to get and sell it to somebody else. You draw what I'm saying? So it has a certain value to it because you owe it. And if you renege, even more so, that which you put up as collateral is ours to keep. So if you come do a collateralized loan, whereas you put up the title to your vehicle and give it to us being the bank, and we front you a certain amount of Federal Reserve notes, and you can't pay the amount of Fed notes back with the interest that we want, we now take possession of your vehicle. Not only did we take possession of the vehicle, we actually put the actual loan that we made with you and sold it. Hey, the game cold, right? So when you look at that, and then you come into the new paradigm, which another individual has created, and we look at collateralized debt. Let me see. Where is it at? We do got a very nice um, explanation of what a collateralized debt position is. And family, this is what I love to do. I love going through and really, really breaking down what, what, what we're looking at and what we're utilizing. Because like I said, you can use money and not know what money is. People do it every day. Now, a collateralized debt position. Pay attention to the wordplay, family. Collateralized debt position is a financial cryptocurrency concept. They're calling it a concept, but it's more so than that. That's to deflect the people. More so than the concept, this thing is a reality. Hold on, let me show you. More so than the concept, this thing is a reality. This is, uh, wait, no, I want to look at MakerScan. This is makerscan.io. This is a recording of all the Ethereum that is locked in as collateral and the amount of debt that we have issued out, meaning there is over 2.1 million Ethereum uses collateral. We got 219411, right? 219411. Let's see how much money we got in this decentralized bank. 219, what was it? 219,3411. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, 2193411.14 ETH to USD. So what we're looking at right now, we're seeing how much assets is backed or how much assets we have or collateral within this decentralized banking system and how much debt we have issued out on that collateral. Meaning, is the bank insolvent? Is it close to becoming insolvent? Meaning, does it not have enough collateral to back out the amount of debt or dollars that it's dishing out? Think about how your banks work, family. Think about how the Fed works. So when we come over here and we do the math, we see that we have over three, and this just keeps increasing. We got over $390,800,062.81 in the of Ethereum, right, locked in as collateral. And we only have $92,175,968.78 in die dollars out as debt. So we got $92 million out on a $390 million collateralized loan, so to say. And our issue to collateral ratio is only 23.73%. Go ask your bank what their collateral, their issue to collateral ratio is. Meaning, how many Fed notes have you given out versus how much assets or what type of collateral you have back in the amount of loans you gave back. Watch. They're probably not going to tell you. But, um, so, when we look at this, remember, they said it's a concept. I didn't even get done reading it. It's more than a concept, family. It is a, a reality. It is a reality. Um, DeFi class coming up. Don't worry about it. Um, basically, the main purpose of MakerDAO is to minimize the price volatility on cryptocurrency markers through our own MakerDAO stablecoin die against the fiat currency. Thanks to this progress, it is now possible to create new functionalities like in traditional financial world, but with the difference that everything is decentralized by the blockchain technology and smart contracts. Right? This is the new dollar. Die. this is the new dollar, family. Like, I hope we realize that. 
A stable coin is a cryptocurrency coin which has price directly linked to fiat currency like USD, Euro, JPY. So one unit of cryptocurrency stable coin is equal to one USD. The main purpose of a stable coin is to hold a stable coin value and thus to prevent the volatility of the cryptocurrency markets. That means that you have a stable currency and cryptocurrency ecosystem and you can use different tools or products which require a low volatility asset for its functionality. For example, collateralized debt position or a CDP. So, what does this mean? This means that you can now place your money into the digital matrix and keep it at a stable value and not have to worry about, damn, if I put my money over here, am I going to wake up and my $100 be 50 bucks? No, it's going to be $100 and die, which is $100 die. So, um, I know we deviated a lot. Let me get right back to the story, though. Let me see if we got any questions or comments. Also, I know I can get long-winded and just get the going at times, family. Um, once BTC reaches 1 million... One p yep, definitely, Brother Hassan. Definitely. Uh, peace, power, and prosperity to everyone checking in right now. Grand rising to everybody. Grand rising to everybody. I'm glad that we got a packed house, um, so to say. I mean, 15 and me is a packed house. It should be a couple hundred, just to be honest with you. I mean, the amount of uh, characters that I've seen on Facebook have two, three, four hundred people following them, and they downright getting over on the people is, is comical to me. <laughs> it's real funny. And then you got individuals like, you know, me and a couple other brothers and sisters out here that are really doing the work, really bringing the information. We get 10, 15, maybe 20. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't get it. I guess I guess the real I guess the real uh the real info ain't popularized like that. Um anyways, um let me see. For Bitcoin to hit 20,000 in 2019, we would need a major catalyst. And I believe the only one with, so, with this much force would be the ETF approval, says Bensonoff. Without it, we are looking at a 10,000 best case scenario, which is still cool. While it's unclear whether two of the scenarios will come true, one thing is clear. Volatility will continue in the cryptocurrency markets, creating new winners and losers. Um, so just family, always remember this. You're playing the biggest, 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 biggest game in the world right now. This is the biggest online game in the world, and you're part and parcel of it. Keep that in mind. Coming in, the current and future implications of cryptocurrency for the legal industry. Y'all already know how I am with the law. Um, love it as much as I love uh, Bitcoin and crypto. Man, that's strong. Um, it goes on to say, one of the features of cryptocurrency that's often touted as a benefit by its many supporters is its lack of regulation, relatively speaking. Blockchain technology has given us the means to cut out the middleman, being the banks and the government. Pay attention, fam. I'm going to go over this one more time. Think about who they're telling this to. Let me see how many people read this article. Okay, it's not even saying how many people read this article, but listen, look, look at what they just told the people. Blockchain technology has given us the means to cut out the middleman, i.e. banks. Look who they have in quotations. Banks and governments in peer-to-peer -peer transactions. This one statement right here alone that goes out to the masses that read Forbes articles, the billionaires. Yeah, come on. Y'all not, not catching the uh, alley-oop. Y'all not catching the play. Um, I'm telling you, it's not, it's, it's not about, it's not about, it's not about catching these or getting these cryptocurrencies and selling them off for a Fed note, I'm trying to tell y'all. Even though that is a, 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 an advantage that you do have, as the Fed note loses value and crypto increases in value, you will be able to gain more for it. But that's not the end-all, tell-all. Um, it's also arguable that legislators should increase their regulation, but that hasn't prevented a number of legal issues from arising. Just last month, just last month Canada's largest cryptocurrency exchange, Quadrica, Quadrica CX, 
closed following the unexpected death of his chief executive. When Ernest and Young assessed the code walls of the deceased CEO that were supposed to have $150 million in cryptocurrencies, they found that five of the six wallets were empty and the six contained a fraction of the missing millions. Any system that is administered, even in part by people, is likely to be fallible on some level, and the inevitable consequence is legal action. Now, this we have to get into the use of centralized versus decentralized platforms. Stellar X is a decentralized platform. Binance DEX is a decentralized platform. IDEX is a decentralized platform. You have a number of different decentralized platforms out here that you can trade on where you're giving your private key, where you're not putting your money on a central server. You're more so doing peer-to-peer -peer transactions straight from your wallet to the next individual wallet that wants to either buy or sell you the cryptocurrency that you're looking for or trying to pop off. Um, the emergence of uh, legal issues surrounding cryptocurrency. The emergence of cryptocurrency and blockchain in recent years has provided companies, as well as private investors, many exciting opportunities. However, these benefits often come with a generous slice of risk. Despite being around for a decade, cryptocurrency still operates in largely uncharted international legal territory because many of the legal frameworks that are now tasked with regulating cryptocurrency were written before things such as cryptocurrency existed. Remember, cryptocurrency will not change for the law, though the law will change for cryptocurrency. I frequently see clients and potential cryptocurrency investors trying to navigate these legal issues. With collective experience spanning international exchange, SEC regulations, and compliance, our law group has worked with clients all throughout the evolution of cryptocurrency in the past few years. We have seen a number of legal issues arise relating to cryptocurrency, as well as the technology that supports it. These include the legal rights and obligations of corporate and private individuals, contractual issues primarily focused on breach of contract, um, insuring cryptocurrency, fraud, and cryptocurrency theft. There's also been a rise of cryptocurrency law firms. To deal with the steady increase in cryptocurrency cases, large law firms have been steadily announcing the launch of specialized teams devoted to cryptocurrency and blockchain. Now, with them saying that there's really no laws that pertain to crypto with it being so new, where are these lawyers popping up from? Where are you getting these attorneys that know so much about cryptocurrency and blockchain that's only been around for X amount of years? Don't get played and duped, family. Learn this shit yourself. That said, this type of work isn't solely the uh, preserve of industry giants. Smaller practices that focus on consumer-oriented work have been taken on a diverse range of cryptocurrency cases. I've heard cryptocurrencies described as the new offshore account, as they can be extremely time-consuming and expensive to trace. As more individuals invest in cryptocurrencies, there's also a great need for estate and family planning attorneys who are familiar with the disposition of this type of asset in case of death or divorce. Key. Estate. Man, big key. Um, essentially, a cryptocurrency offers a new way to invest and manage assets. Facts. Through the use of smart contracts, right? Being able to tokenize many other um, physical assets that you may have and collateralize them in the form of digi digital um, means. With the unclear regular stat regulatory status and shifting designation of crypto changing based on jurisdiction, businesses that want to take advantage of the blockchain and diversify their investments are likely to face a number of legal hurdles. There are two major takeaways from this. First, demand dictates volume. More businesses are branching out into crypto, so more law firms are opening branches or full firms in response. Family, I've said this plenty of times. You can be the first people. You can be the first individuals. You can be the first persons to jump on top of some of this. Come on, now. Cryptocurrency lawyers are new. Learn this. If I really wanted to, I could damn near probably, possibly, with the amount of knowledge that I do have, 
um, within the crypto space mixed with the legal space. As I as I understand contract um, law to a sense, um, the maxims of law more so, universal law also. I could be, um, I could study right now. Oh, oh, remember this too. There's no such thing as a law degree in cryptocurrency. So when they create one, also understand this, just like every other degree that people uphold to the highest degree, it was created by somebody that didn't have it. I'm going to say that again. Every degree that's out there, everything that you can apply for or go to school for and get was created by an individual that did not have that which they created. Don't lose me here. Think about it. If you go out and get a doctorate in whatever, the person that created the doctorate did not have that prior to it being created. So whoever comes up with this, these terms that you got to follow and learn in order for you to be a cryptocurrency, we'll say advisor, a cryptocurrency consultant, a cryptocurrency attorney, the individual that makes that may be a former of the earlier or previous um, world, meaning he may be a, a regular attorney or a magistrate. Or a justice or whatever the case may be. But them they sales were not a cryptocurrency such and such. It was created out of thin air. So I just want to put that out there. For a business considering investing in crypto, the biggest issues will likely be dealing with the array of regulatory statuses that crypto faces. Blockchain applications for attorneys. Attorneys should be aware that blockchain is very much on the horizon. Understanding that few of the potential applications of blockchain in the legal sectors could help them win business and get a head start on the competition in the future. Didn't I just say this shit? And I haven't even like honestly, I have not read this this story yet. Um, from a business perspective, much of the benefit attorneys see comes from the merits of blockchain itself. Processing claims, processing payments, and keeping track of transactions with the ledger reduces the margin from error because the information is tied to a shared history. The shared history is an incredible useful element of the blockchain because it can be used as a means of maintaining the security of data and as a means of recording and communicating data. Creative applications of blockchain have the greatest potential impact for entrepreneurs and founders looking to innovate. While the financial capacity of blockchain plays out in the cryptocurrency world, there are a number of other applications that take advantage of the transparent and efficient technology. Accepting cryptocurrency payments Businesses, including attorneys, have already encountered clients who asked to pay for services using cryptocurrencies. Now we're getting into the murky waters that I love to uh, tread into and really get on top of and see exactly. Um, for also, uh, I just made this public. I know that it may not be public for individuals that be trying to share it. Um, let me see some. Let me make sure I don't have any uh, friend requests of people trying to view the video from my Instagram page. Uh, let's see. I just want to make sure I don't have any. Okay. All right. Now, businesses, including attorneys, have already encountered clients who ask to pay for services using cryptocurrencies. There are certain advantages associated with accepting cryptocurrency payments. For instance, it allows clients to pay in a way that suits them and provides a high degree of privacy and security for the client. While it might seem, listen to what they're saying, it might seem dangerous to start accepting cryptocurrency payments. Come on, man. <laughs> the process is a lot easier than you might think. Facts. However, there are a number of factors to consider before you start accepting crypto payments from your customers and clients. The vast majority of counting systems only work to two decimal places, while cryptocurrencies can have up to 18 decimal places. 
On a normal, it's eight, though. Businesses will have to keep track of their income in fiat currency, but also find a way to account for the fluctuation of price when it's time to pay bills or do taxes. This can get messy for businesses that aren't strict with record keeping. Also, if your client is not careful, they can accidentally send the funds to an incorrect wallet address, resulting in the funds being lost forever. This is one reason why I tell individuals always start with a small amount. If you're going to send $100, send $1 first, send $2 first, send $5 first. Make sure that, tra- that, that payment goes through and then repeat the process. Every time cryptocurrency is transferred from one wallet to another, there is a chance that the funds being lost due to human error input or human input error. Funds can also be lost if the firm loses a private key to their public wallet that contains the funds. If you're dealing with a fund that loses that, um, I mean, hey, I wouldn't even be dealing with them any, any longer. Um, or the funds can be stolen if it isn't careful about who you, have, who you allow access to that key. With cryptocurrency gaining more mainstream use and attention, the legal community will continue to see new applications and use cases in all of its many forms and functions. I take the position that cryptocurrency is permeating the world and, and in particular, the legal industry. It would be wise for attorneys who wish to advance their practices into the future to learn about cryptocurrency and adapt with the times. Very, very, very nice ending. Very nice ending. Man, I know my spot solidified in this world. Moving right into the next story. Uh, trusting, uh, Tron's Justin Sun hints at official collaboration with Ethereum this year. So he's saying that they're going to they're gonna, uh, work with Ethereum. Tron founder. But it, it may just be a pump and dump. It may just be some bullshit he's putting out there. Let's see. Tron founder and CEO Justin Sun claimed that he thinks the Tron ecosystem will officially collaborate with Ethereum this year. Sun made his comments during an interview on the Crypto Chick podcast on April 6th. More precisely, Sun said that he thinks even within this year, we will see Tron even collaborate, officially collaborate with Ethereum. In response to a question on Ethereum co-founder Vitalik Buterin's recent tweets about Tron, Sun stated that he thinks competition brings a better product. Sun also added, I think in the future we will even collaborate with lots of Ethereum developers and also the enterprise built on Ethereum before to make the industry better. Sun also announced that a second-layer scalability solution for Tron, which he claims will increase transactions throughout at least 100 times and dramatically decrease fees, which will be, will be deployed in Q2. I mean, shit, Tron already super cheap and super fast. Sun had recently tweeted about the solution, dubbed Sun Network, but had evidently refrained from naming a such date. During the podcast, Sun also noted that the Tron-based version of stablecoin Tether, USDT, is set to launch on April 9th. Sun argued that the Tron-based version of the stalwart stablecoin will permit cheaper and faster transactions than the Bitcoin-based Omni protocol USDT. Sun also noted that the... Y'all, y'all not catching it. Y'all not ca- Man, I hope we catching it. Let me not say that. Y'all catching this shit because y'all here. Y'all listening. So let me stop saying that. For those that ain't tuning in, man, they not catching this. They missing all of this. Tron's coming out with their own stablecoin just for you to do cheaper transactions, keeping money the same. If I want to send you $1,000, I can go get $1,000 worth of Tron USDT and send it to you, and I know it's going to be $1,000. And the transaction is between me and you. Sun also noted that in the second quarter of this year, Tron will also introduce a new network with a privacy option based on a technology used by altcoin Zcash. As Cointelegraph reported in March, two major cryptocurrency exchanges, Singapore headquartered Hubby Global and Malta-based OKEX, have announced their support. So as I was ending the last uh, story, um, I want to add this on to the uh, ending. 
Sun also noted that in the second quarter, Tron will also introduce a new network with a privacy option based on the technology used by Altcoin Zcash. Um, they're also going to be adding it. Hubby Global and OKEX are also supporting the stable token, Tron Stable USDT token. So, um, very interesting news coming out, family. Um, I mean, this is it. This is what people have been asking for. This is what we've been waiting on. It's here. Many are catching the wave late, but you're not late because you're really catching it before everybody else comes. You know what I mean? Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Peace, power, and prosperity to everyone that's tuning in right now. How are we doing, family? Grand rising to everybody. I know it's still early. It's just coming on 9 a.m. It's just coming on 9 a.m. Uh, what we're going to be getting in over to now is the top 20 coins. Let's get into the top 20 coins to see exactly how we're looking out here. Um, let's see. Let's, let's use live coin watch. That way we can look at the last hour and see if we got any type of advancements in the cryptocurrency market as a whole. So we see we got 178 billion in the market. Wow, 178 billion. That's from 100. What we were just at 130 billion. Incredible. So right now we got Bitcoin coming in at number one. Big Bank Hank Bitcoin. Um, $5,158. Um, before we get into that, let's look. Circulating market cap right now is $178,978,641,077. You got a 24-hour volume. So pay attention to this. For those that may be new, volume is how much money or how many funds have ran through within the last 24 hours in the cryptocurrency space. As per live coin watching the number of currencies that they follow, there's been a total of 29 billion. $945,250,912 within the last 24 hours. Once again, that's $29 billion. It just ran through this thing in 24 hours. BTC dominance is at a 50.8%. Coming in number one, we got Bitcoin trading at 5,158%. Right now, it's down 0.2% within the last 24. Coming in number two, we got Ethereum at 176%. Excuse me, $176, up 4.3% within the last 24. Coming in number three, we got Ripple trading at 35 cents, down 2.7% within the last 24 hours. Coming in number four, we got Litecoin trading at $87.18, down 6.7% within the last 24. Coming in at number five, now who knows... Who, who pretty much was expecting today to be what? What do we usually call Mondays? For anybody, anyone that's been watching for a while, what do we usually call these Mondays that come in and give us this, this, red, um, this red reaction? What do we usually call these? Anybody. I know, I know it's a lot of individuals that know. Somebody give me an answer. Am I still cutting in and out, family? Am I still cutting in and out? Let me know if I'm still cutting in and out. I do apologize. Let me know if I'm still cutting in and out at all. Let me see. Is the connection? Let me see. Let me check my connection. Okay, we are connected, secured. Let me see. Let me know if y'all can hear me, if I'm clear. Okay, so it does say that I'm currently breaking up right now. They say I'm breaking up. Um, they say it's getting real choppy right now. Let me see. Let me close down some of, the, uh, some of what I have open then.
one second, fam. I'm closing down a couple of windows. Uh, Brave browser, um, Opera browser. All right, so let me know if I'm still choppy. Let me know if y'all can hear me. Let me know if um if I need to begin the countdown again. Let me know if I need to begin the countdown again. Okay, I'm back good. Okay. Now, I was saying, what do we usually call Mondays? What, what, how many of us expected the reaction that we have today for Monday? What do we usually call Mondays? What do we usually call Mondays? What is our Mondays usually called? I know somebody knows. What do we have whenever Monday comes in? Not whenever, but on the usual. What, you, what should you have been prepared for on a Monday? Somebody tell me. Somebody give me the answer. Cause I know, I know, I know, we got a viewer out there that knows the answer to this. There you go, Bloody Monday, Mister Agnes. Facts, Bloody Monday, right, Brother Cruz? Right, Bloody Monday. So yeah, one one should have already placed their funds in. Uh, I mean, after the amount of, of of profit we had over the weekend, why not place your funds in USDT and let it pull back? That's another thing, family. Please don't get so FOMO that, oh, it could keep going up that I'm not going to take my profit. Because you can wake up and then be in, in, the, in the rear. Know that. That does happen. Know that that does happen. Um, where we leave off at? Coming in number five. Damn, I didn't, I didn't realize. Oh, okay. Never mind. I was thinking something else. Well, I thought that was, uh, huh. I thought Binance was in the number five spot. Coming in number five, Bitcoin Cash. I didn't get $301. Wow. Hey, Bitcoin Cash hit it on a lot of people. A lot of people didn't believe in Bitcoin Cash, and that thing did it, did a watussy. Right now, down six point one percent. Coming in at number six, we got EOS trading at five dollars and thirty seven cent, down one point eight percent. Coming in at number seven, we got Binance Coin trading at eighteen dollars and twelve cent, down five percent. Coming in at number eight, we got Stellar trading at twelve cent, down sixteen. Uh, no, down point one percent. No, up point one percent in the last twenty four. Up point two percent within the last hour. Um, Cove. Coming in, what do we leave off at? Coming in number seven, we got buying. Oh no! Coming in at number nine, we got Cardano trading at eight cent, down four point three percent. Pay attention to some of these coins that are down five, seven, fifteen percent. Those are the type of coins you want to be looking at as rebounds, as possible entries. Remember, this is not to be taken as any type of financial advice. This is just for entertainment, family. Coming in at number ten, we got the cryptocurrency equivalent to the United States dollar, USDT, Tether. Um, at $1.01, right now down 0.3%. Coming in at number 11, we got Tron trading at 2 cent, up 0.4% within the last 24, 1.4% within the last hour. Coming in at number 12, we got Bitcoin SV trading at $82.46, down 4.6% uh, within the last 24. Coming in at number 13, we got Monero at $69.54, pretty much even, not losing any gains. Coming in at number 14, we got Dash at $131, down 1.9% within the last 24. Coming in at number 15, we got IOTA trading at $0.34, cents, down 5.8% within the last 24. Coming in at number 16, we got Neo. Oh, my God. Neo was just, man. <laughs> Family, I, man, there's been so many coins just like, and, and gradually, Neo was just $8. Neil's Neil, listen, man. Neil was just eight dollars. It's twelve bucks. I mean, hell, Ethereum Classic was just four dollars and what? Four dollars and forty-four cents. And I kept showing y'all that Grayscale was investing in Ethereum Classic and Stellar Lumens. 
throwing millions of dollars on these coins. Right now, uh, Ethereum Classic is at $7.08, up 3.4% within the last 24, 1% within the last hour. Coming in number 18, we got Maker. Maker right now at $731, down 5% within the last 24. Coming in number 19, we got Ontology at $1.47, down 5.5% within the last 24 hours. This thing was trading at $0.88 cent not too long ago. And coming in last but not least, we have Neem trading at $0.07. Cent down 0.6% within the last 24 hours. Family, there's your top 20 coins within coin market cap. Um, what we're going to take a look at now, take a look at some of the biggest runners, biggest losers and the biggest runners. Remember, you don't want to look at the biggest runners and be like, okay, that's who I want to go buy because they're up right now. No, 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 no. This is who was already seen. Wow. Oh, they only got $29,000, but they've seen an increase of 285% within the last 24 hours. Um, Nano coming in more stable, 10% increase. Virgil with 8% increase. Ethereum with a 4% increase. WIC with a 4% increase. Digitex Futures, there goes my 44 right there. There goes my 44. DGTX, keep telling y'all about this one. Um, man, I keep telling y'all about it. I think I posted DGTX the other day too, didn't I? Or I might have told people in the group, I'm not 100% sure. Ethereum Classic up 3.6%. Um, let's see who's up in the last hour. Augur, Tron, Wick, Quash, Mana, Factum, Raven, Nose, Project Pi. Let's see who's down in the last hour. Crypto.com, MXM coin. I love MXM coin. I love the dips and the rallies that MXM coin has. Like crazy wild dips. You could be down 50, up 70 real quick. Sell, go back, let it go back. Man, real wild dips. AOA coin. Who seen some nice profit the other day? In fact, let's take a look at um, take a look at a couple of coins over on HitBTC. Take a look at MXM. Take a look at KBC. Take a look at DGTX. Let's take a look at XTZ. see who else can we take a look at over here um this is cool for now let's see so look at look 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 at look at where pay attention to this let's see let's shrink this down this is maximum coin look at how much value we just lost where is it at let me see That thing just lost damn near 60% of its value. 70% of its value. What I'm thinking of, <laughs> what I'm thinking of is gaining that 132% back right there. That's what I'm looking at with, with, with MXM coin. Now, let me show you something. First thing you want to do, let's see. Let me see. So this will be swing low to swing, swing high to swing low, right? The breakout point is right here. So we take that, if I'm not mistaken, and we move this on top of the breakout, right? And that's what the profit you're looking for. That's your, that's your newest high right there. That's your projected high on MXM coin. 
So now what does that give us? Let's see, from current price, that is 177%. Let me see. I want to mark this. Let me get this marked on trading view. I just got an uh, alert to my phone. TRX price rapidly increased by 3.7%. Now it is trading at 2 uh, well, it increased by 3.7%. That's good enough. Uh, let's go take a look at MXN coin. There we go. I mean, look already. Look, I already had this over here. Look already that reaction that we had. Let me go ahead and fix these real quick. So look already what it did. Came down. Look at that. Look where we found our support at. The 618. Normal level of retracement. Very nice. Came down. Met that 618. Let me see. Now looking at a four hour. You see you getting stopped out by that 200 day moving average. If you can crack that. And turn that into support. Also, you're seeing a convergence of the seven-day moving average and the 14 and the 21-day moving average. This is on Maximine Coin on Hit BTC. This is Maximine Coin on Hit BTC. For those that are interested, also, um, what I'm going to be doing with my Patreon page. Let me show y'all that real quick. What I'm going to be doing with my Patreon page. I'm going to be doing in-depth um, analysis on coins, on select coins, just just for that page, and for the week, probably maybe five coins for the week. Um, entry and exits, um, entry and exits for individuals, hold on, there we go, so this is my Patreon page, I've already got a, a couple of things over here, I got the video on decentralized finance, introduction to Bitreon, um, for those that wish to become a subscription uh, member, it's $50 per month, um, ma main reason why some of like, and I'm I'm also gonna make a weekly subscription too. I'm gonna make a weekly subscription also, but um, basically because we're talking about nothing but finance, and if you're coming over here, you're gonna be able to get something of value out of this from meaning monetary gains. Not only will I be doing charting over here as far as entry and exit levels or entry and exit point stop limits, it's not just gonna be for cryptocurrency. I'm gonna be doing stocks also. You know, a lot of the uh, cannabis stocks. Um, I will be doing a um request. You know, meaning that those that are subscribing members, we will be able to request certain coins. You know, we'll probably do, you know, maybe three requests of the top coin requested by the group as a collective. And we're going to look for entry exits, long-term positions on those tokens. Um, also, decentralized financing. I'm going to be placing a lot of videos in here. You, Because it's so many, it's so many different DeFi options out here to utilize, right? Um, just for instance, we'll look at New World Network, right? New old network. 
you're able to lend and borrow cryptocurrency. Non-custodial way to lend, borrow, or margin trade crypto assets. Um, you got, uh, let me see. Who do I got under here? You got Expo, right? You got Compound. Expo is the simplest way to margin trade cryptocurrency. But you do this with ERC-20 tokens, right? And you, got, you have to be able to utilize or use a MetaMask or a Trust Wallet to uh, access these platforms. So you got to be able to access Web3. If you don't know how to access Web3, you definitely want to go ahead and come on. Uh, Compound. This is where you would place. Let me see. Let's just show you a real quick example. Um, what it's doing now is making me connect Compound to my MetaMask account. Right? So the, this is what you'll get APR, 4.9% on DAI, right? Borrow interest rate is 11%, so you can also borrow DAI. Um, this is one that I did, what, 40.44%. I left it in there only for a couple of days. Took it out on March 4th at 11.01. And it's 3, 7. Um, let me see, what did I gain off of that? I gained, I believe it was 40. I entered, what was it? I put in 40 bucks. I got like four cents, I think, within like a four or five day period as far as interest rates go over the, you know, over a couple of days, which is actually beautiful. You know what I mean? But these are the advantages that, are, that, that I mean, family, this space is huge. Please, please, for those that are watching for the first time, maybe new to this space, don't think it's all about jumping in here and just trading these cryptocurrencies. There's a lot of advantages that you can utilize this stuff for, not just trading, not just trading. Though trading is one of the most used reasons for it, but you got a lot of different platforms out here. Um, let me see. Smartlands, right? Smartlands has it has its own decentralized exchange market, right? We can just let's go take a look at the exchange. Tron has its own decentralized exchange market, right? We can just trade Tron. You know what I mean, family? This space is huge. It's huge, and you got to be able to jump on top. And really take it by the horns and take advantage of it. You know what I mean? Um, let me see. Nah, because it's going to show my balance. Uh, in fact, I can do this. This is another one that I'm going to be showing uh, the family. Settle.finance. No more trade better. This I'm going to be doing an in-depth review on. Settle is a web-native operating system for decentralized finance. Settle is designed from a blank slate to let traders use the capabilities of new financial paradigm. Chat with Web3 integrations for DeFi protocols and forever free portfolio tracking. The App Store is open to third-party developers also. And you get a 50-50 subscription share with chat hub owners and app developers that add value to Settle users. Um, family, this one platform right here. Um, the Settle dashboard. Settle comes loaded with a full set of tools you can ex execute better. Portfolio. Com complimentary portfolio tracking integrated into Settle apps. Chat, make a bid, take an offer, or fund a loan without leaving your chat system. The App Store, discover, new, uh, discover everything on Settle. Exchanges, unique data, visualization tools, um, passport, KYC tools. You can uh, fund deals and stay compliant with zero has hassle. That's coming soon. Also, this is open to developers. And I'm trying to find where they found this original picture from because this is a melanated brother right here. I want to know why they use this picture. And I want to know what this is that he developed or made. Um, Settle is a thin platform with a thick ecosystem. Settle 
Settle is made for developers. Settle, Settle, Settle is a developer-first, lightweight platform that supports an ever-evolving ecosystem of apps. We provide the building blocks and step aside to let developers shine. Um, there's revenue sharing inspired by Spotify. The more attention you, your app or chat hub commands, the more you earn. Onboarding main simple with one-click installs and easy KYC, which is coming soon. Organic discovery resistance to gamification with a social, so, with a social referral system and free-to-list app store. The Deployment pipeline designed for rapid microservice delivery and periodic rankings recognizing the best uh, developers on Settle Family. None of that has anything to do with trading. This is the ecosystem that we're coming into. I'm telling you, this man, this space is something, something else, family. This space is really, really, really something else. I'm talking about a beautiful ecosystem. A beautiful ecosystem. Let me see. Uh, a lot of inventions they're showing. But, uh, yeah, these are just some of the things that, I mean, for anyone that trades on, we'll say, four or five exchanges. Let's say you trade on Bittrex, Binance, HitBTC, and KuCoin. With Settle, and I'm going to show you their main screen. I will show you mine, but it's going to show my balance. Um, this right here will be your main screen. This will show your balance right here. And this will show the fluctuation of the different coins that you're invested in. But... What you'll have is an array of the different assets that you're invested in all across the board. So you'll have HitBTC, Binance, Bittrex, Polynex, KuCoin, all in this one spot. And you're able to function from right here, meaning that you will be able to buy and sell your orders straight from this platform versus you having to go into each and every exchange market. Also, for those that are familiar with decentralized finances and CDPs, you can create CDPs directly from this platform as it does connect to your MetaMask wallet. So you can create collateralized debt positions directly from this platform. So, uh, man, with that being said, family, we're going on an hour and a half. I'm going to go ahead and end this. Uh, I want to thank everybody that tuned in with me for this early rising show. Um, workshops, I'm going to try to do a couple of workshops this week for anybody interested in either the beginner's workshop, the chart workshop, the trade workshop, or the decentralized finance workshop. Definitely reach out to me via uh, inbox or DM, depending on how you're watching this. Email for those that may watch this on YouTube, um, Cryptonomic Console, C-R-Y-P-T-O-N-O-M-I-C-C-O-N-S-U-L at gmail.com. Also, for those listening in on the New Money Matrix podcast, you can actually leave a message on the podcast for anybody that may be interested in any type of workshops. With that being said, I'm going to go ahead and end this family until the next video, until the next podcast. This is Amir, the Chicago crypto hustler, Bitcoin block bully. Peace, power, and prosperity, family. I am out of here.